Welcome back to our podcast. I'm Ben Hayes, the associate pastor at Morningstar Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, and I'm joined by John Decker, the lead pastor. And today we're super excited, man. We've got a guest with us today, um, Brian Weed, a missionary, and I can't wait to dive in with him. He was at our church on Sunday, which this is kind of weird because we're recording on Saturday, but he's going to be with us tomorrow, but this won't drop until after he spoke with us, so this is we're probably going to be all over the place, but we're excited um, to have him here and can't wait to hear about his ministry, about how God got him um, to the field, and, and just super excited to hear from him today. Yeah, and, and this is one that I've been looking forward to this for a long time, and it's kind of interesting when, and he's going to kind of get embarrassed, I'm probably going to build him up way too much, but like, and you're able to actually interview one of your heroes in the faith and somebody who impacted your ministry long before you even knew what God was going to do in your life, and so yeah. to be able to have someone like that here uh, to do this and just to be able to hear his heart, and uh, Brian and I met several years ago, I think it was 2014, and uh, we, I was a youth pastor at Parkcrest and brought our kids on a mission, our teenagers to a mission trip, and I'd never been out of the country before. I'd never met Brian before, and here I'm bringing teenagers down to this foreign country to go, hey, we're going to come down here and do a missions trip, and just the impact that on that trip that, that, that you had on my life, and not just mine, but the teenagers that we brought with us, and I don't know if you remember this, but out of those teenagers we brought to Nicaragua, um, I think five of them went to Bible college. Wow. Uh, one of them is preparing to be a missionary in Nicaragua right now. One of them is a youth pastor. One of them is preparing to go into worship ministry. The others are working right now in churches after attending uh, Bible college. And so and in all of it traces back to not because I was a phenomenal youth pastor, but because of what God did on that trip. And so I'm excited to have you here and to be able to pick your brain a little bit and let you share kind of your story of, I know what happened from 2014 and now, but kind of people who might not know like how did you end up in Nicaragua and what's that backstory like so Brian welcome and uh man just start rolling and we'll I'll make a a long story short uh (laughs) in uh in 1988 I was in I was invited to a camp a guy spoke about your calling to full-time Christian service I didn't really get what that meant right and uh, but I I felt like that's what God would have me to do and uh, had no one to direct me to the next step so ended up racing uh on a cycling team traveling around. Uh, finally, in 1992 at the USCF Nationals, mm-hmm. the United States Cycling Federation Nationals, I was in the, uh, the hotel just resting between stages, picked up the Gideon Bible <laughs> just to pass the time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, to be honest, I wasn't traveling with my, my bicycle and my equipment and the Bible. Right, so right. it was okay. a good thing the Gideon Bible was there at the time. And I uh, read the Bible and, and uh, just felt like I was uh, doing something successful with no significance mm. and remembered that guy talking about doing something uh, of significance with your life and, and the mission field. And so I finished the race uh, that, uh, that afternoon and uh, quit the team, walked into my pastor's office, said, uh, I think I'm calling in a full-time Christian service. Uh, what's that look like? I walked into his office on a Monday morning. He said, that's great. Uh, I'll, I'll sign a letter, send you off to Baptist Bible College in Springfield, Missouri. And uh, but your your next step is next Sunday. You have to step forward in front of the church and tell the church what you just told me. Oh man! So I did and uh, went to went to Bible college. Like I didn't know anything about uh, ministry or you know just just the whole walk of life of the Christian faith. And uh, went off to Bible college. I thought it was the only Bible college on planet Earth. I didn't know any better. Right. And uh, then uh, married my wife, who was a missionary kid from uh, Costa Rica. Rachel grew up there. Her parents have been missionaries and. in Costa Rica for over 48 years. Wow. Oh, man. And uh, just uh, they have a, a phenomenal ministry. I went and visited their uh, 
uh, their ministry and uh, met actually a Nicaraguan man in uh, in uh, in Costa Rica uh, when we were we were visiting her folks. And he looked at me and he said, you know, you should come be a missionary in my country. My country needs somebody like you to uh, tell our people mm, that's cool. about okay. Jesus. And then yeah. so just prayed with Rachel and and uh, that's what God laid on our heart. It's literally that simple. Go to Nicaragua. Right. So you didn't go to BBC thinking you were going to be a missionary. You just went because God called you to something bigger than yourself. Yeah, I didn't right. really know. I, okay. I didn't understand the whole ministry thing okay. at the time. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. All right. So that one guy, do you remember who that guy is? I mean, is that never just, saw him again after that? Wow. That's crazy. That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> so then you go back to Missouri. And were you were you still in college when you took that trip down there, or was that? Yeah, we were still in uh, we were still in college. Just a, and it wasn't a mission trip; it was just okay. us going to visit uh, her folks. Right. And uh, of course, I learned later that uh, nobody has a ministry like John Barnes in Costa Rica. Right. And uh, so I I just looked at it and goes, well, if he can do this, I can do this. This is <laughs> this is this is going to be great. It's not rocket right? right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so. Uh, it was just literally seeing a man training nationals to plant churches mm-hmm. and doing it successfully and thousands upon and thousands of people getting saved. Yeah. And I and I and I just felt like, yeah, God, this is for me. I'm in. OK. That's cool. All right. So when you went back to Missouri, you graduated. What, what was that next journey for you? step in your journey look like? Well, yeah, yeah, the next step is you're supposed to get an internship position. So I went to right. East Texas and uh, I guess I learned the uh, the tricks of the trade. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so that church uh, trained us, prepared us. Then we went on deputation, traveled around for 14 months, okay. uh, raised about half of the support we needed, went to the field anyway. Okay. And uh, it, it's it's been exciting to see how God has just uh, uh, taken a low-supported missionary and blown up our ministry and, and random people uh, right. uh, taking us on for support right. uh, that we didn't even ask for money. And oh. just hearing about what's going on and want to get behind us, that's just God. Right. That's cool. So when you guys were on deputation and getting ready for the field, did you guys have kids yet? Was, was Carly born yet? Or? Uh, Carly was born, and then Abby was born on deputation. Wow. And then, uh, of course, Brenda's 12 now. She was born in Nicaragua. She's actually a Nicaraguan citizen and proud to tell you that. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So what, what always fascinates me is, is here you are, a young family, not even fully supported, and you're getting ready to move your entire family not to Costa Rica where there's family there, right? To a right. totally different country. What was, what was that like? What was that? What was, how are you processing through that of, of making that step? Uh, for me, I'm just pumped to do stuff. I, yeah. you know, it's to me, it was the next, uh, God thing, the next adventure in life. Uh, now you hear about the helicopter dads, right? Right. right. So I'm that defensive guy, uh, helicopter dad guy, the black ops helicopter, unmarked right. helicopter <laughs> dad. Like yeah. And so I, I think the only tough part for me was just, evaluating the security and safety mm-hmm. of a family. That right. was it. It's easy to protect yourself, but when you have to protect all the ducklings, that's, that's different. Right. And what was your, what was your plan uh, going, going to the field, being only half support, obviously that faith step, knowing that God's going to, cause he's already in it. He already called you, but what was your plan when you got there still only being about half supported? What was that? Like, what was your next step for that? You know, your, your next step, you're told to, to go and spend a year or mm-hmm. two working with somebody on the field. Okay. Uh, to learn the ropes, to hone your uh, skill set. So three weeks in, we planted a church. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Okay. I can, All right. I like it. I, it literally went that way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so that's uh, it was uh, not exactly what they recommend you do, but right. that's how it went for us. Okay. My wife being uh, Costa Rican, mm-hmm. you know, her parents are from California, but she was born and raised there. Right. Her Spanish is perfect, mm, and so yeah. she didn't have to suffer through that situation. Just I did. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's all. Awesome. Now, was that was that church in Managua? Was that the church that you started? Uh, we first, started a church in Messiah. Messiah, okay. And then moved to Managua a few months later. Okay. Now, what I love, and this is something I just found out about you today, right before we started recording, is 
um, the the job that God had provided you through while you were working at Baptist Bible College allowed you to save up um, a good good amount of money, yep. and uh, you actually self funded um, the first work that you started down there, oh. which to me just blows me away. That's incredible, right? That how many how many people even today would be like, hey, I'm gonna not only am I gonna go to the mission field uh, because God's called me there, but I'm gonna go and actually spend what I've usually uh, probably say you have a young family right, right. In, right. into the unknown no idea if that other half that's going to come through but say we're going to use our savings our own savings not that we've raised to go in and self-fund a work one speaks to your dedication like I'm all in mm-hmm. to this like God's called me so why hold anything back but then like the faith that must have took man so to me that just blows me away so what was that like for you man what was it you know you bought stock options right and and right. Uh, you had the money we sold it and uh we found a church that helped us buy the land okay but then you know that now you have thousands and thousands of dollars in land development right. and building the facility and all that and then the money wasn't coming in and i didn't have the monthly support right and so i had already thought ahead of time you know we're we're, we're new missionaries who's going to fund that Absolutely. And so we were prepared for that ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And, and again, uh, that job was from God. Mm-hmm. I paid cash for college for me. I paid cash for my wife's college. Uh, and so that wasn't really, it, it didn't feel like I was giving our money away. I right. just feel like it, it was what God had prepared us ahead of time for. Yeah. And so on top of that financial, obviously God ahead of time providing that at that moment. Um, looking back now, so so many years later, looking back now, what else had God worked in your life to prepare you for? Like you talked about land development, all that kind of stuff like did you have a background in any of that, or is that stuff you're just picking up along the way? Or what did God? What else, how did else did God prepare? Yeah, I actually for that? went to Hilliard's Vocational Technical School for Building Trades. Okay, and so uh, the concept was to do construction one day. Wow. That's actually what my brother does to this day. Okay, and uh, and then I also worked for uh, an electrical contractor, uh, wired in uh, WalMarts, Country Mart Super Centers, things of that nature. Okay, and so. Uh, to walk into uh, construction, that was actually second nature to me. Mm. That was the easy part. That's awesome. That's How cool. God just put all that together, man. It's just that fascinates me. I just we could go yeah. on forever. Well, that's that, our whole man. last podcast was about. Right. About our stories like mm-hmm. that. That's just pretty cool how God prepares you ahead of time. He really does. Stuff. That's amazing. And so now, how many years have you been on the field now with your family? Oh, we were approved, uh, let's see, about 20 and a half years ago. Okay. And uh, so we then we moved to Costa Rica in December of 2000. Okay. And then moved to uh, uh, Nicaragua in March of 2002. That's okay. kind of the, the timeline. So we've been missionaries for 20 years. Okay. And church planning at the heart of everything that yeah, you do. That's what we do. Yeah. And so how has your ministry morphed or, or kind of changed throughout the years? Other than church planning is always there. But what does it look like now compared to what it was then? Uh, as, a, as a missionary, you need to develop a core value. Mm-hmm. And the core value for us is church planting. Everything uh, is about church planting. Jesus came to plant, plant the church. And when we, when we veer from that, we're veering from uh, his vision for what we're supposed to be doing. That's, that's, a, that's Mark 16. Right. That's Matthew 28. That's Acts 1. It, we, we cannot veer from uh, that core value of church planting. However, we've done things that help us in the church planting. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, the key areas that has helped us amongst all the other uh, humanitarian th- type things that we've done mm-hmm. is uh, Avance Sports International, which is about to be a U.S.-based organization as well. The mm-hmm. 501c3 should be approved and official within the next two months, and it'll be called Advance Sports okay. Local. And uh, we're the largest sports ministry in Central America. That's crazy. And so we, we've, for several years now, we've been working in uh, Nicaragua, uh, Panama, Costa Rica, and Cuba. And uh, we, we're looking at uh, a total number of 8,000 uh, 8, youth in our youth ministry alone, mm-hmm. just because of uh, Avance Sports. Okay. 
and uh, so that so that's uh, that's something we do. We I'm not really. I guess uh, sports is not what I'm into right now in life. I do understand it. I've done sports. I've been involved in sports. I've been sponsored in sports. I get sports. Uh, but sports ministry was uh, something that came out of a conversation at uh, a TGI Fridays <laughs> in Managua, Nicaragua, back in uh, 2003. Okay. A friend of mine by the name of Alexis Arguello. Uh, he was uh, one of my best friends in uh, in Nicaragua, and so he was uh, he was actually a professional fighter, considered one of the the top five Latin fighters in boxing history. Wow. And so he and I were just doing lunch one day, hanging out, and he said, "You know, if you're going to reach youth in this country, you're going to have to do it a different way." Mm. You know, and so I think, okay, this uh, this boxing hero, inducted into the Hall of Fame for boxing in 1994, <laughs> is now all of a sudden going to tell me how to be a church planter. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. okay, okay. Well, what do you got to say? <laughs> And he looks at me and he, and he says to me, he said, you know, these youth aren't going to come to your church and knock on your door and say, tell me about this Jesus. Mm. So you're going to have to get out of the church, get off the property, get into the neighborhoods. And the only way you're going to be able to do that successfully in this country is through sports. Mm. And so then, uh, so that was right in the early, just as I was getting set up in Nicaragua. Okay. So I went from a guy who had uh, gone through five years of Bible college to now being a boxing promoter. And so there, Alexis and I are doing press conferences. I'm sponsoring local fight nights okay. uh, and, and all that goes with that. Well, man, all of a sudden, when we planted the Managua Church, that Managua Church filled up pretty quick with just people that I met and gave invitations to at fight night. Wow. And in fact, the pastor of, uh, of Jalapa, Nicaragua, where we have our Christian school as well, mm-hmm. he and his wife were on a date night <laughs> and got invitations to our church while I was pastoring the Managua Church, they got invitations at the fight night, came, accepted Christ, were baptized, discipled, quit their jobs, and he was our mm. top-paid guy in the church, right? Oh, I mean, this is our top tither. Oh, right? man. Quits, his, quits, quits their jobs, goes to our Bible college, and, and launches that church in Jalapa, oh. all because we, we got outside of the church uh, property and went into the neighborhood. Wow. And that's what the church is supposed to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Go Absolutely. into the neighborhood. Right. Because what is, I mean, obviously the end game of your sports ministry is what? Church planning. Church planning. Back to the okay. core value. We don't, we, don't do ch- we don't do sports because we, we are into sports. We do sports because we reach people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And, uh, you know, it became a mega ministry uh, because we started just going into the neighborhood and reaching people with the gospel on the soccer field, in the fight clubs, you name right. it. So, and you got you said you mentioned that it's getting ready to go nationwide here in the states under Advanced Sports. Local, yes, right. Yep. Um, what does that look like? When is the launch time for that? Or uh, Trailhead International has uh, has they're footing the bill okay. for all the costs, the lawyers, the accountants, all all the co- goes in with that. We're forming the five hundred one c three, getting it approved, okay. and it actually launches in a church plant in uh, in Tennessee. Okay, uh, next month. And they're just gonna they're gonna launch with uh, flag football leagues. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. And uh, then uh, I'm doing a seminar next week in uh, in Middletown mm-hmm. with community leaders there uh, because they're interested in starting uh, Avance Sports or okay. Advanced Sports. Right. There's a uh, Spanish church in De- in uh, North Texas, I think it's Denton area. Uh, that Spanish pastor from Mexico is talking to me about how to launch Avance Sports in Texas, okay. and then uh, on the uh, on the schedule for 2020 is flying out to uh, McFarland, California, where the famous movie McFarland. Right, yep. Uh, the actual Coach White mm-hmm. from the movie, the real Coach White, mm-hmm. not uh, Kevin Costner. Right, right. Uh, 
uh, is actually a member of the church, mm-hmm. and they are wanting us to come out to McFarland and plant Avance Sport, or in, in that case, Advanced Sports Local, okay. in McFarland, California. Mm-hmm. And so my, my goal, my focus is church planting. My area of the world now, because of some transitions, is everything south of uh, the uh, Texas border. Okay. And uh, so we're, I'm now the director of Latin America and going in and training and helping church planting throughout the Americas. But if a, if a church wants to launch uh, Advanced Sports Local to reach at-risk kids in their communities, right. I, can, uh, I can at least tell them how I think it should be done. That's awesome. And that, that kind of leads my next question. If someone listening, maybe there's a pastor somewhere, a youth pastor listening, says that's intrigued by this idea of not, not using sports just for sports' sake or even growing your church, but for church planning, for reaching people. Yep. How would they? How would they get started? Who would they contact? Um, what would they do to try to reach out and? Uh, and they would. They would contact me. Okay. And the best way to do that is uh, either through uh, Facebook, Brian Weed on Facebook, or uh, Brian at trailheadinternational.org. Okay. And, and I would love to. I can send you the material. I have PowerPoints. I've written the book. Literally written the book on how to do sports ministry right. to uh, allow churches to do it the easy way. Right. And uh, the way that we did that is we found every way not to do it. Mm-hmm. And then so now we, we figured out how to do it by how what doesn't work. And so okay. we can save you a lot of time <laughs> and a lot of effort and a lot of frustration. You don't reinvent the wheel. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Right. right. And uh, and so yeah, just contact me and uh, we'd love to, uh, to help you out and, okay. and uh, get that going for you. Awesome. So my I, two questions that kind of follow up one on the other. So the first one would be this um, for young pastors like Ben and I, right, who are stepping into new ministries. Um, you being involved with missions and having a heart for missions, uh, what, what would be the advice for young pastors, um, whether they're young age-wise or they're young in a new ministry somewhere, um, how, to, how to do missions well? Like what would be some advice for a pastor to, hey, here's, here's how missions has been done maybe bad in the past, and here's how we can be more effective moving forward. What would you say to that? Uh, first and foremost, any time that I have the opportunity to talk to somebody in ministry, going into mm-hmm. ministry, what is success in ministry, I can give you the list of how-tos right. all day long. Uh, but it all boils down to personal holiness. Mm. You know, if you're, if you're not seeking to live a life uh, following biblical principles, mm-hmm. it's just not going to work out. Right. You know, unless you just have crazy skill sets. <laughs> And, and I don't have enough skill sets to do it without God. Right. And so leading a life that's pleasing to God that leads you to a life that he can bless, mm-hmm. that way he does it and you don't have to. Right. right. And now with that said, concerning, uh, to, concerning the mission, like for how you would invest in your own ministry or right. how you would invest in missions. Like how to do missions, right? Yeah, like so, how can yeah. a church partner well with a mission. I'm sure you've had a lot of different church partners. You've had the ones yeah. that just shoot your money, the ones that partner with you in different ways. Yeah. How can young pastors set a missions program that's going to pas- partner well with a missionary? Uh, I would say one of the I, – I look at what doesn't work mm-hmm. to figure out what does. Right. One of the failures of missions is going wide, whereas you just want to just throw your money at everything mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and just uh, you know, have, your, have 100 different baskets out there. Right. No, don't do that. Uh, go deep. Okay. Find, uh, find a few specific – organizations or missionaries that are focused and have a core value of church planting and pour into that. Okay. Go deep with that because uh, what you don't learn in the Bible college environment is that 
a successful missionary endeavor is a multi-million dollar organization mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Right. Of course, I think if they told you that in Bible college, you'd be scared and quit. Right. <laughs> and, and so it has, you look for a guy who runs things in a, in a professional way. You look for something that has an international NGO that provides a non-governmental organization mm-hmm. that is uh, tax exempt or at least for the most part uh, provides a spiritual and financial accountability. Okay. And you pour into something that's orderly and organized and driven and going places, and you go there. Okay. Uh, I, you know, it, the bottom line is you move where God's moving. Right. You know, t- sometimes we, we try to kick open the doors. I just look around and find the door that God's already opened. And let's say, Man, he's blowing it up over here. Why am I going to go somewhere else? That's good. And so you pour into that three or five four, five, six guys, six missions, whatever, mm-hmm. keep it keep it small, right. but go very, very deep with those organizations. Okay. And man, it will start blowing up for them mm-hmm. because of your finances and your prayers and your focus on them and your trips with them. But it's also uh, going to go deep for you because when you have success, you want to do more. Mm-hmm. And right. if you can see that your money is going somewhere that counts and, and advancing the kingdom, you just want to you want you want to invest more in that, right? You know right. you don't you don't you don't invest in three different stocks and two of them are failing and one of them's blowing up and keep pumping money into the failures, right? Right. You know, and and that's just kind of what uh, you have to look at is okay, where is God moving? Mm-hmm. That's where we're going to invest in. Okay, that's good. That's good. And the second question kind of is is similar but not um, you where you're at. Obviously, you're always looking for. Um, and what I, one of the things I love about you, you're always looking for people to replace you, right? You're always mm-hmm. looking for people who's going to be the next missionary, who's going to be the next person to step into Nicaragua or Costa Rica or, or wherever uh, around right. the world. When you're looking at somebody as for a missionary, other than the holiness aspect, what are you looking for? Like, what's some things you'd be looking for somebody? Hey, yeah, this is somebody who needs to be on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, holiness would be number one. What What are some things you're looking for? Yeah, after After look, finding somebody that actually does seek God and personal holiness, mm-hmm. you're going to seek a guy who's you know he's sharp. Mm-hmm. He's a mover and a shaker. He's not the type of guy that uh, that has to be you know you don't you don't need a cattle prod. Mm-hmm. You know he's going to be working and accomplishing whether you're there or not. He's right. going to be working and accomplishing whether you're there cheerleading him on or not. He he's He's the guy that's full of work ethic. He's the guy that, uh, you know, oh, it's a 15-hour day. I'm, a go- I'm good with that. Oh, we're going to work seven days this week. I'm good with that. I'm not going to get a day off this week. Oh, well, you know, that's a bummer, but, you know, that's right. kind of how things roll. And, and, and you look at it and go, okay, you know, that guy is, is self-driven, mm-hmm. self-motivated, moving and shaking, and gets up early, goes to bed late, and goes to bed tired. Right. You know, that's, mm-hmm. the, that's the kind of guy that, uh, that, that I look for. Okay. All right. And I know that you got a lot of guys that kind of you're working with right now. And, and I know we know one together that's getting ready to step out on the field here pretty soon. And we're excited about that. And, and um, for you, you mentioned this a while ago. So about kind of like the last question for me and then Ben, if you got something for that, but um, you missed something about Bible college. And so what's, what's probably one of the biggest things that, that Bible college didn't prepare you for, but it's one of those things that you're like, you got to know this in ministry. What, what would that be? Yeah, for me, uh, Bible college prepares you with, it's like the roots. Mm-hmm. And when, and, and when you get out of Bible college, there may just be like a little stick and a leaf popping off of it. Right. But you've got deep roots. Right. You know, when I went off to Bible college, I, I, I had nothing. Mm-hmm. I was going in a blank slate. And uh, so, but Bible, so Bible college left me with a very deep-rooted system. Um, but what you're not going to learn, you're not going to learn work ethic in Bible college. That's, that's going to have to be something about your character. Right. 
Uh, you may not even learn, uh, you know, personal holiness in Bible college. You know, I, I think sometimes you're, you you assume college Bible college is like this holy bubble, mm-hmm. and it's kind of not. It, it's like all of a sudden you're you're studying the Bible day in and day out, but then you're not even doing your own personal devotions. Right. You know, that can right. happen. And uh, you're not prepared, even though you have financial cli- uh, classes. If your ministry goes huge, you're not you're not prepared to go huge with it. Right. right. And so you're not prepared, you know, in, a, in the case of a church, mm-hmm. you're not prepared for a church of 100 to operate like a church of 500. You're not prepared for a church of 500 to operate like a church of 800. Mm-hmm. You're not prepared for that church of, of 1,500 to run like a church of 5,000. Right. And so... You, you, what, what does that involve? That involves visioneering. Mm-hmm. Right. You're, you, they can't teach you vision. Right. You know, that comes from within. Mm-hmm. And vision, uh, I think, is so much of the time confused as a good idea guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, vision, I, I believe I define division, uh, or vision so much differently. Uh, I, I believe vision is deep faith. Mm-hmm. So vision is saying this could blow up because God's in my corner. Right. This isn't going to blow up because I have these cool ideas. Mm-hmm. Anybody can sell cool ideas. Right. Mm-hmm. But to actually uh, start and finish and get to the finish line, you got to have God in your corner. Right. And, and his vision is so much bigger than ours could ever be. Right. So your vision only goes as far as your own faith. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I jokingly tell people, I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I will mention this in the services tomorrow, most likely. Uh, I read that little Devo book. Uh, the, the prayer of Jabez, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, what, right. what, who, who, who in Bible college graduates from Bible college and reads that little Devo book, you right. know, we're yeah. theologians, right? right? Yeah. You know, uh, but no, you read that little Devo book and it's this whole list of names and it comes across this guy's name and, and actually pauses to talk about him mm-hmm. and a guy who says, God, expand my coast, expand mm-hmm. my territory. He's saying, God, make my impact bigger. Right. And so I, I got that Devo book when I was in, uh, uh, in language school in Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. And I started praying that. And so our ministry, and, and I prayed, God, expand my territory. But I also prayed something else. I said, God, make our ministry so big that everybody can see that there's no way that I could have done it. Right, right. I wanted it to be so big that people were like, dude, that guy, <laughs> no way. He pulled that right. off. I want them to say, that guy just walk through God's doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And that's what's happened. You know, we have we have 16 churches. We have the Bible college. We have a hospital. We're uh, our, our, our brand new Christian Academy has 171 students this year. Mm-hmm. Would have more. Right. But we just didn't. Uh, we don't have the building, the facility yet. But we, we're getting the money for that now. Right. And so that's going to grow. And, and then 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 a, a sports ministry that started in a TGI Friday's lunch with a with a former fighter mm-hmm. uh, blows up into this thing that's now in multiple countries and and most likely opening in Honduras this year and and just got uh, just finished the training in Belize two weeks ago and they're going to open it in Belize. And I was just starting a soccer or I, actually I was just starting in, in a boxing club. Right. You know, all those years ago. Mm-hmm. And so so God just opens the doors, mm-hmm. opens the doors, opens the doors. So so what else? Faith. Mm-hmm. You know, it sounds so easy. It sounds so it logical. Does. It sounds so yeah. common sense. But I believe the lack of vision is just lack of faith. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I, I would. My question for you is we've got a lot of pastors that listen to our stuff. We, our, our, our listeners kind of consist mostly of people from our ministry. There's some people outside of our ministry, but then there's a lot of our friends that are pastors that 
that listen to this. And so a couple things would be one, I want to make sure we, we plug really well how people can get in touch with you if they hear. I want to I want to get behind what this guy is doing. So mm-hmm. I want to make sure that we plug that really well, that they know how to get in touch with you. But then also, let's say they're not going to come on and support you financially, but but you just want to shout out, hey, there's this thing going on in my ministry right now that I could just, I would just love if, if the people that are listening to this podcast for the next seven days would pray really hard um, about what's going on in my ministry, this this one need or this one thing. So two things, you know, how can people connect with you again just to make sure they didn't miss it? And then, you know, what's going on in your ministry that they, the next seven days they can pray really intently about? The best way to get in touch with me, honestly, is through that email. It's a new email, uh, brian at trailheadinternational.org. And so Trailhead brought me on to, uh, they actually partnered with the Baptist Bible Fellowship International, and uh, Baptist Bible Fellowship partnered with them. It's kind mm-hmm. of a fun thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to put me as the director to Latin America, and what that means is, yeah, helping fund church planting and all of that, but it also is, uh, is training those guys uh, how to do an international NGO, what that looks like, how to plant churches, how to plant a Bible college, how to do things legally, how to work with an international government, and, uh, and, and do some training in, in that area. So uh, Avance Sports, that's going to be the big thing that a lot of guys do. We went into Cuba with the three Familia Avance churches in Cuba. We, we, we over doubled their attendance. Mm. Uh, and I, and I, don't, I don't mean just from kids coming and hanging out. I mean salvations, baptisms, discipleship. That's awesome. Cool. And, and so... Brian at trailheadinternational.org. Yeah, I'd love to help you out because I have not cracked the code on ministry, mm-hmm. but I've cracked the code a little bit on sports ministry and how to go after at-risk youth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And, cool. and we've figured that out, and, and we've dialed it in, and it's taken us, you know, almost 20 years to dial it in. Right. And, but, I, but I was in the Golden Gloves when I was younger. A lot of people don't realize Golden Gloves originated uh, to get at-risk youth off the streets way back then, decades mm-hmm. and decades ago. Right. And so I got to see a lot of kids in that boxing club that were messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just going to a fight club, learning some life skills, learning some discipline, and that they weren't getting from a, a home because they didn't have a father right. figure. Right. And, and, and I just kind of, you know, I got it back then, way back then when I was just in that club, and then and have implemented that. So I'd love to help people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't believe in keeping ministry secrets. You know, I, I'll just flat out email you the the PowerPoint presentation. Right. <laughs> I don't care. You know, here, here's what, if I came to your church, this is the presentation I'd run your leadership through. Here's the book mm-hmm. I'd, I've written. I don't, I'm not selling anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you know, people, people, people want to sell stuff. I get it. You want to make a profit. You want to make money. I'm not going to profit off anything that God gave me. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so, so yeah, well, I'll email you a copy of what we've written out Yeah. and, uh, and get that to you because uh, at the end of the day, uh, God called me in a ministry and uh, yeah, I've, I'm working in Latin America, but there's 7.4 billion people on planet Earth, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we have gone through the corporate uh, the corporate level guys. We've had executives help us develop our organization. We have the mission statements. We have the vision statements. We have the organizational charts and the functions manual. We have it all. Mm-hmm. But when I talk to our our leadership. I, I say this, forget all about that, because you have to memorize all those vision statements and vision statements and, and all these different things that you write out. Forget all that right now. Let's get back to the basics. This is your vision statement. Heaven is real. Mm-hmm. Hell is real. People are going to spend eternity in one of those two places, right. and we have to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that simple. That's good. Yep. It's good. Yep. Good. So would, it, would Avante Sports, would that be that, that thing that you'd ask the – folks to pray about or is there something else that you would for something to pray about yeah just pray that that keeps uh that keeps moving forward because you know you see you'll you'll walk into a ministry that's trying to launch 
or you'll walk into a ministry, I don't care if it's in Tennessee, California, or Latin America, they're trying to launch, or the launch is going slow, or they're not getting the growth, and then all of a sudden you, you watch somebody implement the system, and when you watch their attendance double and things are blowing up, mm-hmm. I don't even want you to, I, if that happens for you, don't even tell them that, that I did it or mm-hmm. that you did it with my program. Just tell them God's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And right. so pray that God will uh, just continue to enable not just a, a advanced sports local is what it will be called yeah. in the U.S., Avance Sports in Latin America, Advanced Sports Local, that he will continue to advance the efforts of church planting yeah. mm-hmm. uh, throughout the world. And that's why uh, we, I, I did transition to director of Latin America because Trailhead International has a core value of church planting. Mm-hmm. And it's connecting businessmen and pastors and uh, corporations to pour uh, finances, take missions trips or whatever for one core value of church planting. Mm-hmm. They've connected with the Baptist Bible Fellowship. Why? Because their, their core value has always been for 70 years mm-hmm. church planting. Right. So to me, I don't even, I don't even like soccer. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to offend anybody who's listening. <laughs> If you're a soccer player, I just, I'm just not into it. Nobody, right. nobody hits anybody or anything. <laughs> so I'm not really into soccer, but yet we have the biggest soccer ministry within, within Latin America and, or within Central America. And so to me, it's not about sports. Mm-hmm. It's about church planting, church growth, salvations, baptisms, discipleship. Right. Yeah. That's what it's about. Absolutely. So just pray for, for God's stuff. Yeah, you know, that's God, good. People to get saved. Yeah. Churches to get planted, churches to grow, churches that are kind of stagnant, mm-hmm. uh, churches, you know, pastors out there that may even be listening to this going, dang, I, I've been pastoring my church for, for 10 years mm-hmm. and, and this stinks, mm-hmm. you know, I'm yeah. done. Right. You know, I could go sell used cars and make more money than I'm doing here. Mm-hmm. Right. And maybe you're, you're about to throw on the towel. You know, maybe, maybe it's not time to throw on the towel. Maybe it's time to just shift gears mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. because if you do the same thing over and over and over and over expecting some, some kind of a different outcome, mm-hmm. that's kind of silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you, you just change, shift gears, go a little bit different direction. And I don't mean spiritually. And mm-hmm. I don't mean, you know, I'm not talking progressive conservative. I mean, just go, Hey, Let's implement sports. Right. Yeah. Right. And all the church, all of a sudden your church, your church just blows up. Mm-hmm. Implementing something else, your church blows up. It may just be those small little tweaks. Right. Yeah. You know, pray that that starts happening. Pray that pastors won't quit. Right. Right. Yeah. That's you know, good. pray that the churches that are hurting will, will, will grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what I'd pray for. Very that's cool, good. man. Thank you. I appreciate uh, your time today, Brian. And, and just, just cool for me. This is the first time I've got to meet you. And so to hear your heart, man, it's, it's incredible. And looking forward to, to being a part of and watching what God does um, it, through you and in your ministry. I cannot wait um, to, to see that and to be a part of it. It's, it's super exciting. Yep. All right. Amen. Until next time. It's good to meet you guys. Hey, you too.